This week on the Docs to Dads podcast, summer is in full swing and we are here to answer all of your questions about important summer safety topics. This week, we round out our summer safety series with discussion of helmets. We'll be covering everything you need to know to keep your kids safe this summer with evidence-based tips. This week on the Docs to Dads podcast. Hello and welcome to the Docs to Dads podcast, a health and wellness resource for any dad looking to actively engage with their health, the health of their children, and building a stronger, healthier community around their family. Each week, Dr. Scott, a board-certified pediatrician, will explore topics relevant to child health and how dads can be an active participant in their growth, development, and other issues that affect children and the whole family. Welcome back to the Docs to Dads podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Scott Grant, and I am thrilled to have you here with me this week. We are rolling through summer. It feels like it's going to be over uh, before we know it. Uh, and today we are continuing our safety summer safety series with discussion of a topic that is very close to my heart, helmets. But first, I wanted to remind you about our last two episodes you know, summertime is a time of year where for us as pediatricians, we are thankfully dealing with less colds and pneumonias and ear infections and a lot of those kinds of things uh, that we have dealt with all winter. And this last winter was particularly bad. And as we move into summer, we're talking more and more about injuries. So this is the time when kids tend to be outside a little bit more. They're doing all kinds of fun outdoor summer activities, and those can sometimes lead to injuries. Uh, and so we talk uh, a lot about ways that we can try to keep our kids safe while doing those activities. So I've got an episode about water safety uh, and drowning prevention uh, to keep your kids safe around the pool and the lake this summer. So go check out that episode. And then last week, we talked all about sunscreen and sunburn. So if you're not sure, like, what kind of sunscreen should I use? Uh, what does SPF mean? Do I need to reapply it every 20 minutes or every 25 minutes? <laughs> it's it's not that quite that crucial. But we talk about all of those common questions. And then what do you do when your kid actually gets a sunburn? They're miserable. What are the things that you can do to try to help that heal faster? So if you missed either of those episodes, go check them out. And then make sure you come on back over here and we'll talk about helmets. And this is an episode that I've known I've wanted to make since I was first starting to develop the concept for Docs to Dads. This is one of those topics that hits really close to home for me. It's really, really important. And so this might seem like a small topic or sort of a weird thing for somebody to be so passionate about compared to some of the other bigger like trauma-informed care and how do we like raise our kids to follow value, you know, to adopt our values and make good choices and how do I respond when they're having temper tantrums and these kind of feel like maybe bigger topics than like just make your kid wear a helmet but this gets to the heart of one of the most memorable experiences that I had during residency which was taking care of a young lady who had a severe traumatic brain injury because of a bicycle accident where she hadn't been wearing a helmet and so this is a case that has stayed with me since I was a second year resident uh, taking care of her. Um, and certainly over the years, I've taken care of many kids who had, you know, smaller, less dramatic injuries that maybe could have been prevented or, or maybe been less severe if they had used a helmet. But this is a case that really 
made an impression on me and I was already fairly passionate about making sure that we stay safe and we use helmets when we're doing activities that are high risk for head injuries. But this sort of made the impression all the more because this is a young lady who was in middle school. Um, she was, had been riding a bike for forever. She was a very strong bike rider, but there was an accident. There was a collision actually between her and uh, one of her parents on a bike and neither of them was wearing a helmet and she got the worst of it. And it was a really tough case for me. This is a young, young lady who many of the like hormone jobs of the brain that are supposed to regulate the different things that the body does weren't working because of the injury that she had to her brain. She had to have surgery on her brain because of uh, a small bleed. Um, she lost some function in her body. And so like all of the big dreams that she had uh, of like what her life was going to look like disappeared in a moment. And so I think that like this case really made an impression on me. And so the last time I saw this young lady was uh, when she was headed over to our uh, rehab unit to try to see if she could like relearn how to walk. I haven't gotten an update on that case in quite some time, obviously. And so I, I hope and I pray that uh, she's doing better and the family has healed both from the physical trauma of that day, but also the sort of emotional and mental trauma that they went through from being in the hospital and, and doing all of her care. But it's just a, a big, heavy case that I, I took care of. Uh, and so this is something that I always talk to kids about when they're in my clinic. I always talk to parents about how important this is. Like I am that like crazy guy on our street that when kids ride by on their bikes and they're not wearing a helmet, I like yell at them for not wearing helmets and, and tell them part of this story uh, to try to get them to go get a helmet and put it on because it's it's this important. Just to sort of set the pace for like where I'm coming from. And so I just feel very strongly that it is vital to wear helmets in the summertime while we're riding bikes or scooters or skating. And then like in the wintertime, I feel just as strongly about if you're taking your kids skiing or snowboarding or something like that, like that's a fun activity. We do those things in my family uh, as well, helmets have to be involved. And just to demonstrate, you know, sometimes, you know, this is an emotional topic for me, and certainly I feel very strongly about it, but I thought maybe it would be useful to us to also have a little bit of research, right? So I talk all the time about evidence base and like, let's make sure that we're making the right decisions. You know, I don't want to put any extra pressure on parents to do things that aren't going to make a difference, that don't really do anything. Um, and so I went and I looked for like, is there data out there that says whether or not wearing a helmet makes a difference uh, when you look at kids who come in after bike accidents? And so the best article I could find about this uh, was actually a recent article that was published. It's a large analysis of a, a level one trauma center that was published in the journal titled Injury Epidemiology, where they basically just describe the nature of of different kinds of injuries and like what are the risk factors that make having major injuries more or less likely. Um, I thought this was a really interesting uh, study. It sort of reconfirms uh, some of the things insofar as it could based on the sample size that I already knew to be true about the importance of wearing helmets. So 
basically in this study, kids that were wearing helmets were 78% less likely to have a head injury of any kind that required any kind of intervention. And they were 43% less likely to have a high-grade head injury. So these head injuries, they use sort of a a standardized scale that's accepted across the country uh, where it goes basically from one, which is the lowest uh, severity head injury, up to uh, six. Uh, And so they said high-grade injury is anything that's a four, a five, or a six. And those are basically the head injuries that are characterized as either severe injuries uh, critical injuries, or what they call maximal injuries, which is sort of the highest, um, like level six uh, injuries on this sort of nationally standardized scale. Y'all know from my journal club episodes that I like to sort of dig into these papers and pull them apart and kind of see like, does this paper actually say what it claims to be saying? Um, and certainly there are some limitations to this study. Um, unfortunately, the biggest limitation to this study that breaks my heart is that only 12% of the kids in the study were actually wearing a helmet. So it makes it really hard to compare injury severity uh, between kids who are wearing helmets and kids who aren't wearing helmets when you're comparing 27 kids who were wearing helmets to 199 kids who were not wearing helmets. Certainly, I wish that the sample of kids that was wearing helmets was bigger so that we could try to determine uh, whether there was a, a really meaningful difference between wearing a helmet or not. But certainly, even with the sample size being the way that it is, you know, these are statistically significant differences that you're much less likely to have an injury and certainly much less likely to have a severe injury in those kids that were wearing helmets. The other thing that sort of might skew some of this data is that the kids who are wearing helmets tended to be younger um, on on average, the average age for kids uh, that were wearing helmets were was nine, and the average age for kids not wearing helmets was eleven, and so that difference in age might also correlate to differences in like how fast were they going when they were in the injury, uh, how much supervision. You know, younger kids might have more supervision by caregivers who might have you know intervened faster, or might have yelled at the kid to slow down, or something like that. That that might lead to less severe injuries in kids with helmets, independent of the fact that they were wearing a helmet, right? Um, And so that's another sort of key difference. And the other thing is that this was an analysis of patients who had been admitted to the hospital with injuries from bike accidents. Uh, And so those kids who were seen in the emergency room, but then discharged home from the emergency room without having to come into the hospital were not captured in this study. And so we don't know like those kids who had the least severe injuries, presumably, because they were sent home from the hospital or sent home from the emergency room without having to come into the hospital. We don't know whether those kids were wearing helmets, not wearing helmets. We don't know anything about that. And certainly, given that the vast majority of kids were not wearing helmets, there's probably a significant percentage of kids who came to the ED and were able to go home without major injuries who weren't wearing helmets. But the data from the kids that had a severe enough accident that caused them to need to be in the hospital, the grading of their head injury, um, I think is compelling enough to say, like, the data at least skews in the direction in favor of, we should probably be wearing helmets. And so you might say, fair enough to me, and this is fair, like, Dr. Scott, don't be such a fun hater. Don't be like Dwight Schrute, safety police, whatever. Like, my kid hates wearing the helmet, and she's like, very safe on her bike. And she's very careful going across the street. She's very unlikely to get 
hit by a car or run into somebody else on her bike. Like these things just don't happen. And, and you're just trying to scare me. Fair enough. Maybe that's the case. But I would just offer the the counterpoint that your child's skill at riding a bike and their awareness of what's going on around them is not the only variable that determines whether there's going to be an accident, right? This is the same conversation that we have with teenagers about defensive driving, right? Like, just because you are a safe driver doesn't take your risk of an accident down to zero, right? There are so many other variables involved there. People who are driving down the road, who are distracted, they're texting, they're all these other things, and your kid might think it's safe because there's a stop sign there, and so they can go because the car's going to stop, and then they don't stop, right? And like, there's all these different variables that play a role other than your child's ability to safely navigate a bike. I think that this is one of those things where you just have to figure out like what is the amount of risk that you're willing to tolerate. And I just, I believe strongly that it's our responsibility to keep our children safe uh, when they are doing these activities that they love. Like, I am not trying to scare you from doing the activities. Like, we love riding bikes in our families. My kids love riding their bikes. Uh, my wife and I love riding bikes, too. Like, this is something that we do all the time. And in the wintertime, we go skiing all the time. Like, these are activities that we love doing, and I would not discourage you from doing those things. But it is imperative on us to try to keep our kids safe while they're doing those things. So just as we would insist on the use of life jackets when you're out on on the water, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago, just like we will insist on our kids wearing seatbelts while they're in the car to keep them safe in case of an accident, helmets during these activities go in that same category because these injuries can be catastrophic and they can lead to long-term medical complexity. They can lead some of these kids don't regain the ability to sort of use the bathroom on their own. So they're in diapers for forever. They need medications to keep their hormones regulated appropriately. They may or may not be able to walk. They may or may not be able to talk. All of the other like dreams that they have for their life in these more severe situations, they're just gone in a moment. And so to me, that's just not a risk worth taking because I've seen this with my own eyes and it just takes one moment. And so every step that we can take to try to mitigate some of those risks and allow them again to still do these fun activities, but safely, the better. And so how do we do that? First things first, like if you still have young kids, like the earlier you can start this habit, the better. And the more strictly you enforce it, the better. So you you will not ride your bike or ride your scooter without having a helmet on. And this is just a normal part of riding the bike. You have to have a helmet on if you're going to ride your bike, even when they're little and they're not going anywhere. And, and for me, like even when they're just riding around our backyard and their risk is so low, they're not going to get into a major accident just riding around in our backyard. But it's starting the habit and the understanding that like now my kids know if we're going to ride a bike, I'm going to have to have my helmet on. And that's just part of the deal. And if you don't want to wear your helmet, that's fine. You don't have to wear your helmet, but you can't ride your bike. Those two things, they only go together. If you or mom ride bikes or do any of these activities yourself, you should wear a helmet too, right? All of these catastrophic things that can happen to kids in bike accidents can happen to you too. And it's even more problematic if you have one of these injuries because then you need somebody else to start taking care of your kids because you're going to be in the hospital for a while, right? So the more you can protect yourself by wearing a helmet, one, the better. 
And then two, all the better because you're setting a good example for your child that when you're riding a bike, when you're skiing, you're wearing a helmet. Like I said, my family, we love riding bikes in the summertime. We love going skiing in the winter. All the time, every single time, my wife and I are always wearing helmets. And we talk about it every time, how important it is that we're wearing our safety equipment when we are doing these activities so that our kids see that as like just a regular part of doing these activities. And we would never even think about doing them without wearing our helmets. And then if you found yourself in a situation where your child has gotten into the habit of riding their bike without a helmet, then I think you just have to like find a way to put an end to that, like have a conversation with them about why this is so important and maybe apologize for not realizing how important it was uh, or for letting that rule slide when you shouldn't have. Uh, sometimes you can talk to them about some of the consequences of some of these injuries. You can tie it to like their ability to do well at school if that's something that's important to them, their ability to do well in athletic endeavors or other kinds of things if that's important to them. Talk about their long-term goals and how impossible some of those things might be if they were to have some kind of severe head injury. You know, we're learning more and more about the effects of concussions and there's videos, you know, there's very dramatic videos from the NFL uh, last year, the the Dolphins quarterback who had a, a series of concussions last year. So we sort of see, you know, and he was wearing helmets uh, during that, but we can sort of see the consequences of these injuries to the head and how they can have long lasting effects. And so talking to them about the choice to wear a helmet, and then I would encourage you to be as firm as you can about from here forward, anytime you're on your bike, you got to be wearing a helmet. I don't think you'll regret making that decision. I think that it's, it's this important and it's something that we have to talk about. And it's something that we have to do to try to keep our kids safe. I see kids in our neighborhood all the time riding around without helmets. And I just, I just worry about them. You know, I, I want them to be safe. Like the pediatrician in me, the dad in me just goes crazy. Cause I'm like, please just, just go home and put a helmet on and then, and then go have fun, like do your thing. But it just takes one moment. And so the more you can do to keep your kids safe and encourage them to make good choices in a way that's going to keep them safe as well, the better off you're going to be. So again, I, I've been trying to strike the right tone with this uh, summer safety series. I definitely don't want this to be like finger wagging or like you're not doing a good job or just trying to scare you and like keep your kid in a in bubble wrap and don't let them go outside and don't let them have fun. Like that is not at all what I'm trying to accomplish with this. But I think there are very real risks, especially associated with drowning prevention and head injury prevention uh, between the water safety episode and this one that we just have to take seriously. And we have to take that responsibility into our hands as parents to keep our kids safe. Again, I want your kids to go out and have fun. I want them to enjoy the beautiful summer and all the really fun activities that come along with summertime. But there are things that we can do to make sure that we stay safe while we're doing them. And we have to, have to, have to do that. And sometimes it's going to take us as parents sort of putting our foot down to say, you have to wear your helmet. You have to. It's too important. You mean too much to me, my child, to let you go out there and risk a major injury by not having your helmet on. I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to this episode. I hope that you found it useful and 
convicting and that if there's anything that I can do to help you as you try to navigate some of these difficult conversations with your your kiddo, if you find yourself in a situation where maybe your child has gotten out of the habit of wearing a helmet, um, I hope you'll reach out to me. If you have any other questions about summer activities and how to keep kids safe uh, while they're doing them, I would love to hear from you as well. Let's connect through social media. You can find me on LinkedIn. Just search my name, Dr. Scott Grant. Uh, or you can find me on Facebook or uh, Instagram at docs to dads pod. Uh, you could also send me an email at docs to dads pod at gmail.com. Those are all ways to get in touch with me. Ask your questions. Let's keep this conversation going. I would love to hear from you. Thanks as always to Phil Rabon, the producer and editor of this show for making it sound so great each week. I'm really thankful to him. And I want to really encourage you to tune in next week where I'm going to be doing actually another journal club episode. I referenced the journal club episodes uh, earlier in this episode as we're sort of uh, going through some of the literature. We're going to do another journal club episode. I know you guys like those a lot. We're going to be talking about a new article that was just published in Pediatrics, the big AAP journal, and it was titled Fathers, Breastfeeding, and Infant Sleep Practices. And so, you know, if fathers is the first word in the title, we are going to talk about it here on Docs to Dad. So come back next week and we will talk about that. Until then, remember that what you do as a dad matters. Keep building healthier dads, happier kids, and stronger communities. Thanks so much. The information included in this podcast and other Docs to Dads platforms is intended for your education and entertainment only. It is not intended as medical advice and should not replace a relationship with a primary care pediatrician or other provider who will give the most appropriate recommendations for your individual situation.